right. Welcome back to the 9 a.m. in Dallas podcast. We're back. It's 2020. Yeah. Today, 2020. We're... New year, new me. <laughs> Same podcast. Exactly. Exactly. We're back for our uh, top five of the 2019 year. Top five, top five, top five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about this. This is going to be a super fun episode. Um, I feel like we both have different lists, but both are very cool lists. So mm-hmm. um, you'll get to hear kind of what I like that John doesn't like and what John likes that maybe I'm not as into or don't like. So I think that's going to be cool. Yeah. When I was looking over the list, that actually didn't seem that great of a year, honestly. Yeah. Well, and there was some stuff that I had forgotten about. Like I looked yeah. through the list that I found and when I was making my top five list. And then after the fact, uh, I remembered a couple things and had to shift some stuff around. But yeah, when I made my first top five list for this year, I feel like uh, it was a bit of a struggle. Yeah, when I first looked over it, I was like, eh, eh. but there's some good ones. And I ended up having my top five in no particular order and some yeah. honorable mentions. So Ooh, I didn't good. do I didn't get any honorable mentions in there, but I'm sure I can pull a couple out. Oh, I'm sure. There were some good highs, but I don't know. Overall, yeah. not not one of the best years for no music. no. But I mean, this year is already shaping up to be pretty exciting, though. So yeah, uh, I I'm think like we're ar- gonna get yeah. I- I'm kind of already looking forward to the year end list for this year. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a lot of big names dropping. So I'm excited because we should get Kendrick, we should get Drake, The Weekend, Party Next Door. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Big Sean, I think, is going to drop. Maybe Rihanna, which would be cool. Um, Oh, man. That would be cool. Yeah, there's a lot. I know that I'm forgetting a bunch, but. Yeah. And then, of course, all the young guys who are pretty much going to drop yearly. Because they're just getting going. So, should be good. Sweet. Uh, Well, you want to start or you want me to start? Go ahead. Get into it. Um, Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. So. Again, in, in no particular order. Um, so the first thing, obviously, that was a standout record for me last year, and I'm sure anyone who has listened to this podcast is aware, uh, WWCD from uh, Griselda. I also had that. Yeah. I mean, it, we talked about it already. We talked it to death in the other episode. It's incredible. There's mm-hmm. not a flat spot in the record. The whole thing goes super hard. Every verse is good. Every feature is good. Minus the M feature. Which (laughs) really is not the worst thing in the world. We already talked on it. Yeah, I mean, if you're curious what I have to say about that record, just go back to the last episode. You'll hear all about it. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. That's funny because we actually didn't talk about this beforehand, so I had no idea what you are going to say. But on my notes here, I wrote, we talked about this a good amount on the last (laughs) part. So if you want to know, just go back. Yeah, if, uh, that's it. If you want to know, check out the last episode. Yeah, we don't need to do round two with it. It's an incredible album. I have yeah. it as well. Check it out. Why don't you give me one? For my top five list. Top five, top five, top five. It's not in any particular order. Um, it's just my personal enjoyment as well. It's not my objective best as far as who's the best rappers and top five. It's just what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. But I do have a clear cut number one. And it's plugs I met by Benny. Yeah, 
I forgot to put that on my list. I can't believe it. I know. I know. It's all good. But first of all, I thought this was really cool because Benny said I'm broken bottles off Tana Talk 3. I heard they sick about me rapping about the drugs I stretch. I'm going to write a whole album about the plugs I met. And then, Yo, and then he, he, did he did. It. He did it. <laughs> and it was sick. Yeah. Dude, that record, I think that was one of the first records that I really remember this year being like, wow, I'm super jazzed about this record. Like, yeah, it really floored me. Yeah, it's a pretty short album. It's only seven songs. Benny, of course, oh, does yeah. his thing. Um, as I've said, and we've said a bunch, Benny's one of the best, and I think the best out right now. Um, yeah. I think it was dropped pretty early on. And um, Yeah, I think it was. I had a, um, a calendar-based list here. Mm-hmm. You, you keep talking. I'll find it. All right. But um, coming off, you know, Tana Talk 3, which was probably a modern classic to me even though it's yeah. not really been enough time but i don't feel weird saying it's a classic i thought it was a really good little project he threw out there kind of in between everything that's been going on they've been all putting out a lot of good content and i think it's difficult to keep up putting out that much and keeping yeah. the quality that high but then he continues to do it so i'm about it like i said it's a short album so there's not a lot to get bored of um five to 50 was my favorite song off that they're all good but that one especially hit me um there's good um features on this i believe which i should have wrote down wow they don't even have it on this list that's crazy yeah it's got a you know the push a t feature is really good oh man yeah black thoughts on there 38 special and a few others i'm feel like i remember that 38 special going super hard on that yeah he's pretty good oh and jada kiss is on that too of course how could i forget jada oh my god yes dude the kiss the of locks. death himself uh we'll talk about him at some point when we get a I'm wall sure we of will. content we'll break out I'm some classics absolutely some locks talk some new york talk yeah i'm definitely about that i would love to do that but yeah, so that that was my objective number one. Everything after this is just kind of thrown in there, but that was my favorite project for the yeah. year. I think I think for my list, you know, same kind of thing. It's just what I enjoyed most out of the year. But my objective number one for for this year, I think, was uh, was WWCD. Yeah, I don't blame you for that at all. Yeah. Um. So I picked out some. Some other stuff that was kind of left field stuff that, you know, I don't know if you're into, but um, my next one was um, Malibu Ken, the project that Aesop Rock and uh, and Tobacco did together. Uh, that's a good one. I've listened to Aesop Rock for forever. So good, a, dude. A couple of old projects I was really into back in the day. Yeah, I mean, like, None Shall Pass, mm-hmm. obviously, like, everybody liked None Shall Pass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he was you know, all wrapped up with all those cardboard city dudes. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Tobacco did an excellent job with the beats. They're all super, super unique, really, really weird, which is all I would ever expect. First of all, out of the album artwork, the album artwork for that record is so strange. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, it, it, it's sound matches its look. And when you see Aesop rocks name on something like, you know, it's going to be weird, you know, it's going to be uh lyrical but not in a cringy way you know he's not rapping fast he's rapping smart um 
which is one of my you know other points about it. He's always got like these wild, wild, wild ass rhymes and his like lyric schemes and stuff. It always is on some like you have to read the lyrics while you listen to the record the first couple of times shit, which like I kind of like that because the longer you listen to it, the more you uh, you like hear these metaphors that he's putting in there. And, you know, he's he's one of the the more linguistic rappers that I like. Uh, But yeah, it's, you know, not a super long project. Ten Mm -hmm. tracks, only about 35 minutes. Um, You know, it's it's an easy one to sit down and listen through. It's a good one. Um, And opens with my favorite track off the record, um, a track called Corn Maze. It was one of the first singles they released off of it. And just right out the gate, it's like a very classic Aesop style beat and flow. So, you know, you get something familiar right out the gate, but also one of the hottest tracks on the record, in my opinion. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like you said, his lyrical ability is insane. And he's not the kind of person that's just rhyming words together to rhyme. You pretty much have to decode what he's saying a lot. It takes a lot of outside knowledge sometimes to understand his bars. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy. He has the wildest metaphors. Yeah, man, he's he's got such a talent for just for writing in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he wasn't a rapper, like I feel like if he was oh, like yeah. a, like a writer, like an author, like I would want to buy his stuff and read it because, yeah, the way that he raps is so cool and so interesting, and his his lyrics are wild. So, but yeah, that definitely made my top five for the year. Um, and that one was again early on in the year. I think it might have even mm-hmm. been in January. Um, and it just yeah, it sat with me. Um, it was a not a super regular listen for me after the fact, but I definitely did listen to it, uh, you know, multiple times and it's, you know, it's up there. Yeah. If you're definitely into more lyrical content and some crazy stuff, check that out. You'll really enjoy it. Yep. All right. Next for me, I had to put it on here. I know it's not really. I already know what you're going to say. And I know you might have it too. It's on my list. (laughs) I had to put Drake's care package because It's just wild. He debuted number one and sold 109,000 first week off Lucy's from 2010 to 2016. <laughs> like, Dude, that's crazy. Who else is doing that? And it was great to hear these songs mastered and kind of, you know, better quality. Yeah. Um, brought back a lot of good memories. It's basically an album of like some of my favorite Drake songs. Same, same. And it blew my mind because. In the streaming era, a lot of these kids, you know, unless it's on the streaming sites, they don't hear it. So a lot of people were hearing these songs for the first time, along with uh, So Far Gone, too. They were hearing. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Which blows my mind because that's an incredible project. But yeah, Care Package, it was really cool that he did this. Like I said, it's a lot of my favorite Drake songs, which is kind of hard to pick. But these are great, like not even B-sides. They're like C-sides. Yeah, random dude. stuff. Um, I mean, there's songs on here that I was only ever able to listen to by finding it uh, in some YouTube video mm-hmm. where, like, the background photo has nothing to do with the song. And, yeah. like, <laughs> that was the only way I was able to listen to them because they just weren't anywhere else. Yeah. I didn't want to get too crazy deep into it, but I went through some of the songs and I remember listening to Trust Issues for the first time. I Yo. think I was texting you. Yes, I literally have in my list here uh 
for my notes on that it. record to talk about the first time I heard Trust Issues. Yeah, and I remember texting you, and I was like, oh, this song's sick. And then he goes into the whole verse. Yeah, oh my and God. And I remember texting you being like, what? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, dude. It was so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was, yeah, was so wild. Moment. Yeah, I, I remember I was living at my, my grandma's townhouse in Endwell, and I was sitting in the basement listening to it. It was just like, oh my God, unreal. Yeah, just just crazy that that's just a random drop. Um, then of course you got five a.m. in Toronto and four p.m. in Calabasas, and yes. those are solid examples of Drake really rapping. When I think yeah. about people that don't like Drake, for from a rap standpoint, I usually look at those songs and think, you know, how can you listen to this and be like, oh, the dude's not rapping, right? These yeah, are, you have a really aggressive song and another one where he's just spit and stuff and yep a lot of subliminals in 4 p.m and i'm sure in 5 a.m as well but especially 4 p.m and yeah. uh i'm just a big fan of that but uh I some of the other my hmm? i think one of my favorite tracks off that is uh draft day is on that right oh yeah yeah dude i love that song another great one yeah man that and uh is uh is trophies on that too I can't remember if it is or not. No, see. it's not. Oh, man, that sucks, because that song is really great, too. It is. But, um, yeah, I have a lot of memories tied to some of these albums. It's really crazy how oh, specific man. the moments get when I yeah. think about or listen to some of these albums. I'm, it, like, transports me back to that time and who I was with and what we were doing. It's nuts. Yeah. So, Dude, the Jodeci cool. freestyle? Oh, my God. Yeah, him and Cole, that's another great one. Yeah. And the like, whole album's good. Op- opening it with Dreams Money Can Buy, too, like, that yeah. one hooks you immediately. That mm-hmm. beat is infectious on that song. Wild. Yeah, and Paris Morton music, play that on a flight sometime. Nah, man. You, you're, not playing, you're not playing Paris Morton music on a flight. You're playing, what am I thinking of? Paris Morton music. No. Hold on. Aston Martin music, dude. It's basically like no, I know, like, but like, I feel like Aston Martin music is uh, just more extra to listen yeah, to at true. thirty thousand feet. That's true, and I mean, if you're doing that, you might as well just do it with that. So yeah, plus, I mean, I mean, that's actually that's somebody else who released a halfway decent record last year was Ross, Port of yeah. Miami. It was all right. Yeah, or that's Port of true. Miami too. It was all right. That that was one that I considered, but you know, can only have five. I'll, I'll give that one an honorable mention on my end. Yeah, shout out Ross for yeah bringing that out. He's always a good album artist. Absolutely. Yeah, man, that was that was one of mine as well. I really liked uh, Care Package. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones off that record that I really enjoyed. I mean, the whole thing is it's just crazy, dude. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Days in the East. Uh, how about incredible. How about now? I think actually might be one of my favorite tracks off that record. I might like that more than Draft Day. How about now? The beat on that one is, again, really, really wild. Yeah. It's, it's difficult going through it because you're just like, oh, that's a great song. That's a great song. That's a great yeah. one. And this is just, you know, 17 of seasides just yeah. thrown out there. Yeah, so, exactly. Definitely insane. Yeah, I remember when uh, this will be like my one and only flex on this podcast. I remember when I saw Drake for free at the invite only los angeles snapchat new year's eve party 
Um, <laughs> that's my only flex. That's I can't believe cool, you got it's the only cool thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, but when I saw him there, he played like a a montage song in the in the middle of his set that was uh, a lot of like verses off a bunch of these Lucys, um, and it was like super crazy for me. And I could tell that there was a lot of people around me, and the majority of the people around me who weren't like deep Drake fans like I am. And I was psyched to hear these verses, and they were like completely unaware of what was happening. Oh yeah, someday we'll talk about Drake's career a little bit yeah. more, probably like a whole episode or so. But you know, it's funny because you have the super pop fans that basically just know him for his radio hits and you know all that stuff, and then he has all this <clears throat> other great content that's not that. And yeah. you can enjoy both, but you know, it's just funny because he's a very uh has a lot of variety he does man he's eclectic yeah i like it crazy artist absolutely um let's see uh you want me to you want me to hit you with one do it all right um so keeping on the weirder end of things for me um i picked you know what i'm saying from danny brown ah it's another good one yeah dude i really like that record because it was not your usual Danny Brown record. Mm-hmm. It was cool because all the beats were very different than his older stuff. You know, if you think about like Triple X or Old, a lot of mm. those beats are like super hard, low end beats. They go super hard. But this record had a lot of beats that sounded like it was sampled from vinyl, sounded really scratchy and dirty, which I really like. Um, but it was cool because Danny rapped over it still with that classic Danny Brown flow. And how he kind of uses different different vocal tones, and but more importantly, he 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 rapped over it with the same style of writing that he normally would. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just the ridiculous shit that comes out of his mouth. Like, my favorite track on the record was "Dirty Laundry," and it immediately became my favorite track when I heard the line "Fuck a stripper for some change, actual change, dime, penny, nickels, actual change." <laughs> the first time Can't that I heard that. I was like, that's insane. And the beat that that's on is like slow jazz sample beat. And I was yeah, just I think, like, that's uh, insane. I think Q-Tip executive produced it. So, Oh, word? Yeah, that's probably why you're getting some crazier, uh, like different type styles on there. Yeah. Um, it had some, some pretty cool features on it from people who I don't know that I would 100% expect Danny Brown to feature. Um, he had a track that featured Run the Jewels, which was pretty cool, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like Danny Brown and Run the Jewels don't 100% run in the same circles, but it was super sick. Um, but the one that really came out of left field for me was he had a, a JPEG Mafia feature on that, mm. and I was surprised by that, just because JPEG Mafia is still pretty pretty much an unknown artist. Yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty alternative. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten a lot of notoriety in the last couple of years. I know. Didn't you go up to uh, Syracuse and see him with Chris? Yeah, I saw him in uh, Ithaca, actually, with Vince Staples. So damn, that's cool. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like crazy. Um, Yeah, I really I really like that record. I don't I didn't write down how long it was. I can't remember. let me see here. Do, do, do. Uh, I know this is super exciting. 
Uh, uh Sp- Spotify doesn't say. Um, I got it. What do you got? It's eleventh songs, thirty-four minutes. Dude, not bad. That's an easy tra- an easy length to listen to. Mm-hmm. I like them like that. Keep them around a half hour. You know, originally I was kind of iffy about it because when I like an artist, I usually like to get a lot of music from them. But I think I like the shorter projects. They're a lot more concise, and I think we get better projects out of it because there's not as much bloat. I think a yeah. lot of artists put a lot of you know songs on albums that don't need to be there, and if they would literally cut two or three songs off, their albums would be a lot more well-received. I mean, we just had this conversation about a record that only made it into my honorable mentions because of its length. Hmm. Because it could have been a top five for me if it wasn't so long. I put Born to Rap in my honorable mentions, and that uh, was the the only reason why. Yeah, that's a really long one. Yeah, but that's you know, that's what a prime example of why we like the shorter record better mm-hmm. than the longer record is because you get you know the USDA prime yep. of the of the cuts from that record. Yeah, it's really difficult to keep people engaged during a longer album and to also keep it interesting the whole time. And even if you're a great artist as the game is and others that have done it, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Was there anything else I wanted to say about that record? I don't think so. That was it. Um, the whole thing is great. Again, if you like that lyrical stuff, if you like that weird stuff, uh, or if you just like really well-crafted sample type beats, um, you know what I'm saying from Danny Brown is definitely for you. Well, that's funny because if you like lyrical content and you like crazy good beats, <clears throat> I have Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, the long-awaited album after 2014's Pinata, which was an incredible album. So I had really high expectations going into this one, which may have been a little bit of an issue for me, but I really liked it anyway. It's still top five for me. It still was crazy. Madlib went nuts on this thing. Um, yeah. It was a great change from your typical sound that's out there right now in the mainstream. You know, those type of beats are wonderful. Freddie with the cocaine gangster rap is, <laughs> he's at a really high level with it. So I'm all about that. Um, half main, half cocaine was interesting because it started out as kind of like a trap beat which I wasn't expecting at all from yeah. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, but it was a really cool song switched ha- halfway through. Um, I love a good beat switch. Uh, me too. Beat switches are some of the best things in music. Yep. Other than that, uh, Crime Pays was one of my favorites. It has an incredible beat. Same thing with Pam Olive, or Palm Olive, sorry. Um, Push's feature on that's crazy. The beat's crazy. Freddie does his thing. It was just a really nice switch up at the time it came out <clears throat> where we got some great rapping and incredible beats from an incredible producer. Um, I just really enjoyed it. Did you check that one out at all? Uh, no, admittedly, I did not. I'm looking at it on Spotify right now. And man, uh, a lot of these features are awesome. Like, yeah. like the, you know, like you said, on Palm Olive, Pusha T and Killer, Killer Mike is on that, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, he did his thing too. Yeah, Anderson Pack, uh, Yasin Bay, which is very cool. I love death. seeing Yasin Bay on stuff. It gets me so excited when I see him featured on stuff. Man, mm. I can't get enough of him. So I'm definitely going to be digging into this one 
on my drive to work tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Also, to mention, Pusha T had a really good feature run this year. Yeah, he, that's he absolutely was killing true. Features. Yes, I think he's gonna drop 2022 because he dropped uh, Daytona last yep. year, which was <clears throat> my favorite album of the year, hands down. Um, he's killed the features this year, so I'm assuming that's setting him up for a solid 2020. Yeah, it would definitely seem like it. Yeah, he's still putting out great content all these years later. Like, I fully, I fully agree. Luxury coke rap. He's one of those guys. That's what I want. Right? He he only does one thing, (laughs) but he does it so well. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of people complain about artists that are so one-dimensional or they only talk about one subject matter. That's like a criticism I hear a lot. But yeah, all I want is luxury coke rap from Push. I don't want him to do anything else. I don't want mature mature talk. I don't want anything. And plus, no. he brings it out of people, like with Jay on Drug Dealers Anonymous. Yes. I'm, I'm happy Jay's doing the whole mature thing. He's older, so he's evolved. 444 was incredible. Yep. But Drug Dealers Anonymous, him and Push just talking that coke. Just it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I, that's what I want. I want. Yeah. I could have a whole album of that, and I'd be happy. Me too, man. I can't get enough of that. I'm definitely yeah. going to be digging into this. Yeah. Hell definitely yeah. good all right is this your last one of the list this, yeah this is my last one dude all right all right so i feel like anybody who knows me this is predictable um even even much even so much as uh you know putting drake on my top five is predictable <laughs> uh asap ferg released floor seats last year oh and yeah it's so good and i swear it gets me so excited every time i hear it i want to like flip a table i forgot about that one yeah dude it's it goes so hard that's like my top note on this uh (laughs) record is who the fuck wouldn't like this it's asap berg and it's hard as fuck i think i gotta hear it i i know people get mad when you say oh i gotta hear it on the i gotta hear it in the club but i really think that's an album i gotta hear in the club. dude it would be insane i'm certain of it or live yeah um I mean, like, Floor Seats, the title track, is nuts. It's so wild. The beat is... I, I feel like I say this about everything I like. The beat <laughs> is crazy. Like, that's my... That's always my focus on anything I listen to is the beat. Yeah. Because the beat is what drives it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, for whatever reason, that beat is just, like, crazy. Um, I remember seeing him post videos on Instagram when he was recording this, this track. When he was recording Jet Lag. I remember seeing him like in the studio doing that song and that is hands down my favorite track on that release. It's so hard. It's so catchy. ASAP Ferg just does his thing 150% balls to the wall on this release. It is so good. And it's just him being hella aggressive, which is just like all you ever want out of push is luxury coke rap. I only ever want ASAP Ferg to be mean and crazy aggressive. Yeah, I just want him to be the hype rapper. Right. So, yeah, that that's my last one for my list. Floor seats, ASAP Ferg. If you want to, like, feel like you should drive your car 100 miles an hour down the road out front of your house <laughs> while, like, screaming at the top of your lungs because a, a track gets you so excited, ASAP Ferg, pretty much anything he's ever put out, is definitely right up your alley. True. All right. Uh, round out my top five. 
I kind of questioned myself for a moment because I thought maybe my New York bias was showing a little bit too much, but I decided that it has nothing to do with it. It's a great album. So I threw on <laughs> El Capo by Jim Jones. Ooh, I forgot that came out last year. Yeah, Jim has actually been the best rapper in Dipset lately. Damn. Which is pretty crazy That's to That's a think tall about. order. Yeah, but he's been doing it. The last few projects he's put out has been incredible, and this one is fantastic. I'm a huge Dipset fan, so and I'm a huge fan of Jim, too. I always yeah. have been. I've always yeah, like liked Jim. how he rapped and stuff, even though he wasn't the most lyrical or the top in Dipset. So this mm-hmm. is great to see. I love seeing him you know, at a really high level and being successful. It's entirely produced by the Heatmakers, who are responsible for a lot of that classic dipset sound. Nice. So all the beats are great. I love their use of samples. You know, if you love that sound that the Heatmakers does with dipset, this is the project for you. Between yeah. the you know, between the production, Jim rapping at a high level, it's a great combo. It's 16 songs and an hour, so it's a little bit longer than a lot of the projects. It's not too bad. But I'm okay with it, you know, because it's a different sound than what everybody else has been putting out. So I'm okay having a little bit of a longer project because I don't get a lot of, you know, heat makers type beats and gym rapping. So this is a good one for New York. It's good to see rappers who are not you know in their quote-unquote prime even though i think jim is probably right his prime right now still putting out great projects which also leads into one of my honorable mentions which is cameron's purple haze 2 yes oh my god yes Mm -hmm. yes dude oh my god I love Cameron. (laughs) Oh, me too. And I felt with this one, he stepped it up, which is probably because of the whole Purple Haze name. Like, if he's going to come with Purple Haze 2, it's got to be great. But, you know, he has Losing Weight 3, which is a great trilogy of songs. Um, His storytelling on this is wild. He has some wild stories still. I don't think Cam will ever run out of crazy stories or situations he's got himself into and out of. Yeah, yeah. And, uh killer's just doing his thing and it's good so that was one of my honorable mentions it didn't make the top five but it kind of was at the end of the year so i was wafering or waffle whatever that word is a little bit i was going back and forth but i had to give it to jimmy because he just is rapping at such a different level than what he used to even though he had great songs back in the day i'm not taking anything away from his career but you gotta admit he's rapping real real good right now yeah yeah absolutely yeah i uh i'm i'm all i'm all for that yeah i I love uh i love anything that dipset does Mm -hmm. but yeah i definitely uh i need to like go back and listen to that cameron record again Mm -hmm. i love cameron i actually was uh just trying to remind myself of what some of my um honorable mentions were and to jog my memory i opened up uh obama's 2019 playlist on spotify uh yeah. did you know that he makes a year-end playlist every year yeah i always check it out because i'm always interested to see what so he's cool. listening to so um j cole middle child that came out last year um, oh yeah i was expecting an album out of j cole i know me too um 
but that that song slaps it's super good um oh he rapped over the uchiwali beat and it was great and i was yeah. expecting him to like have a real hip-hop album and i was really excited for it but it didn't yeah. come out um this one a little left field but i i don't know man her music is so fun and it gets me so excited and it's just fun to listen to but what is uh it? lizzo dude oh no because i love you came out last year and it goes i i do not feel bad she's got a gucci main sample on that and a, <laughs> and a missy elliott sample i can't or I'm not, not sample sorry uh uh features features oh. gucci oh. main feature and a missy elliott feature but solid yeah, choices but I, I i that i forgot that that record came out last year and that's definitely a uh an honorable mention for me i really liked that record not not for me but that's yeah. okay that's how life is i have a another honorable mention that i don't know if you really got into ever back in the day but Talk uh gang, gangstar did you ever yeah. listen to gangstar yeah so um premiere was finally able to get guru's vocals i'm not really sure of the whole situation i read about it a little and it was really messy and not good so i don't want to speak on it because i don't really yeah. know but um you know doing post humorous albums especially this far is always a little iffy and stuff but they put out a song with j cole called family family and loyalty okay. and although i'm not the hugest like gangstar stand like i like gangstar but i'm not gonna be like oh i listen to them every day like right. i got i got a little emotional listening to it hearing guru like just it sounds like he's still alive and the production was wonderful and j cole Damn. didn't take away he added to it and i was just like man if this is how the project's gonna be this is gonna be really great and it That's was cool. it was really cool hearing guru rap he sounded great. It didn't sound pieced together or something. Um, Premiere really did a good job with it. So if you're into, you know, like old school boom bap and Gangstar, definitely listen to it. It's a great album. It's not gimmicky whatsoever. Um, it's just a really good hip hop project. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just went to J Cole's page on Spotify because. I found it hard to believe he didn't release anything last year, but he really didn't. Yeah. And the only thing that he did last year was Dreamville released a comp record called Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Yeah, a and lot of people like, have that as one of their tops, but yeah, you know, it's good, I'm but it's not. Yeah, you know. I haven't listened to it, um, but that's what Middle Child was on. Yeah. And then they just did Revenge of the Dreamers 3 director's cut. Dude, it's thirty tracks. Oh yeah, that's a it's a whole other <laughs> album. It's not an uh, it's not a what do they call that thing? A deluxe edition. It's just a whole other album. But um, no, yeah, well, it's it takes uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three and puts a second album on top of it. Yeah, like it cuts off. There's, you know, twelve additional tracks that start at track nineteen. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, yeah, Col I can't call it a good year of features. So. Yeah, that is very true. But that is very, very true. Setting yeah. up for a good 2020. Have the big three dropping, probably. So, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm about it. Let's see. Um, oh, I had, the, I had a 2019 random mentions. TJX6. 
<laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> I enjoy his music so much. It's so funny. Dude, and it's so good. Him and I think it's Kasher Kwan does it too. Um, it's great. It's really fun. <laughs> that video that you sent me of him and was it him and Kenny Beats? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, that video is insane. Where he's like screaming at the plant. He's rapping <laughs> yeah. at the plant. And it's obvious punched it's obviously it's punched in, but they try to make it look like a freestyle. So his yeah. blunts like changing sizes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god, it was so good. But TJX6 is hilarious. Yeah. It it may not be your most like lyrical lyrical, but it's a different no. kind oh of lyrical. God, <laughs> And I'm all for it. I can't even get my head around it sometimes. It's so funny. It's honestly one of my favorite listens of the year, I think. It's really great. Sometimes you just have to listen to music because you just enjoy the vibe of it and just what's going on. It's kind of like, it's not the same as Zach Fox because Zach Fox is a comedian. So I'm not going to put TJ in there because I know TJ is actually a rapper. Right. But, um... It's He's kind of the same, kind of the like, same thing. like feeling, you know, why I enjoy it. I just, yeah. you know, I want to hear what lines next. You know, I just keep listening. Yeah. Oh, what's he gonna, what's he gonna say next? You know, I feel like that's really kind funny. of why I listen to the Little Dicky. Oh yeah, he's got a TV show coming out on FX, I believe. No kind way, of, really? Yeah, kind of based on his life, I believe, about how. Dude, that's awesome. Some white rapper thing. I don't know, but it should be funny because Lil Dicky's pretty creative, and I know he wanted to have a TV show this whole time. So yeah, man, that's hilarious. I'm gonna have to look that up. I'll probably watch it. See what's going on. He you know what actually else came out last year. Lyrical. Hmm. Random mention. The uh, the remix of Old Town Ro- of Lil- Old Town Road. Ah, uh, yes, that came, that came out last year. <laughs> couldn't couldn't escape it. Um, nope. The only thing I enjoy about that song is uh, Billy Ray Cyrus getting. I was uh, just gonna say getting like, awards and recognition in in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. I think it's it's kind of neat to see Billy Ray in the spotlight a little bit. And and honestly, his part on that remix is not that bad. Yeah, and I really appreciate it too because he makes sure to uh, shout out um, Lil Nas X and make sure that people realize, yeah. like, hey. You know, he did this song. I'm here because of him. You know, I did my thing. But, you know, I think that's important because right. a lot of people don't give enough credit where credit is needed. So, yeah, especially in that situation. I mean, last year they, you know, he, Lil Nas X, uh, you know, sky, that song skyrocketed to the, the top of the country charts. And um, yeah, they took it away. Yeah, they took it away because they said it didn't embrace enough of the country culture. Which is a joke, because right. if you listen to country music now, come on. Yeah. Like, anyway, I mean, this is not a country music podcast, but no. I think, you know, it's it's ridiculous that you'll let, like, Florida Georgia Line go to the top of the ch- country charts, and mm. that's fine. But if Lil Nas X goes to the top, you can't. Like, that's yeah. messed up. But they ended up right. giving, you know, they gave, mm-hmm. they gave it back to him. They gave him back his bullets. Can't stop. But, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, and he was even, like, at the CMAs and stuff. It's yep. kind of cool. Kinda well, cool. they'd be dumb not to embrace it, honestly. Yeah. That'd be very stupid on country music's part. But my favorite part of my favorite thing about that song, is, other than Billy Ray, is the beat is sampled from a Nine Inch Nails song, which oh, yeah. is really cool. And I have, so I have like a 45 RPM seven inch of that of Old Town Road. One mm-hmm. side is the original, one side is the remix. And, uh, Trent Reznor is actually like credited on the back of it, which is really cool. As he should. 
should be right absolutely too i'm sure i if he's on it like that i'm sure that he is um but yeah i thought that was kind of cool that it was from a, a nine inch nails song He's got a couple interesting samples. I believe he samples or at least kind of borrows from a Nirvana song at two in one of his songs. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down for it. Yeah, not really music for me, but I enjoy when people it's take fun. samples like that and turn it into something. And it's, yeah, I agree. Well, we got we're in 2020. Yeah, um, we talked about what we're looking forward to as far as dropping. Um, Hopefully a lot more podcasts, hopefully a little bit more um, consistent. You know, we yes. do our best. This isn't our jobs. Um, we just do it out of love for the game. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more consistent for y'all. Still have some great content. As we said, there's a lot coming. So hopefully it consistently drops so we can have good episodes. But even if we get a little bit of a drought, we have a lot of cool ideas. Um, we're doing this remotely at the moment. We live in different places. but. At some point, we should all be together, and I believe we're going to bring in another friend of ours. Yeah, and we'll have a uh, either personal top five, like of all time rappers, or an objective. I don't know if we've decided on that yet. I think personal yeah. would probably be easier than I objectively. Yeah, uh, objective would take weeks. Yeah, so much research. Um, and arguments. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I think just personal top five artists. Uh. I think that's probably a great idea for us to do mm-hmm. and I think would be fun, especially with the people that we're talking about bringing on, you know? Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to come home uh, back where you are and, and sit down and do a, a live episode. I think that would be really awesome. Yeah. It should be fun. We should be able to get some uh, more sound clips and things like that into it. Maybe play some music even if yeah possible. I don't want to get the podcast taken down. Yeah. We'll see. You got a screw tape song of the week? Oh, you know I do. Yep. You're gonna have to uh take it to some Tupac. We got uh Hail Mary by Tupac. Oh my god. Screw, screw does his thing with this one. It's off chapter eleven, headed to the classic, another great screw tape, and an amazing song, and it's real good when screw. I mean, Hail Mary in and of itself, not the chopped and screwed version of that song, is a classic i love that song and then you take it you take an already aggressive song and you chop and screw it it makes it like 10 times more aggressive this is a good one so go check that out yeah go check out uh dj screw huge influence in my musical life same i think that's it for today yeah i think we're good it's been real yeah all right so uh thanks a lot for coming out And keeping the scene alive. Quit your band. Support Bad Dreams. Yeah. One. One.